0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. It's NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. It's time to meet today's starting five. He just got a fresh haircut, and he's one of the best shooters to ever play the game. Duke basketball legend, J.J. Riddick! Nobody has a cooler nickname in all of sports. He's half man, half amazing. The legend himself, Mr. Vince Carter. Next up, this guy wants all the smoke. One of the key pieces of the We Believe Warriors, it's Matt Burns. And it's our man in the middle, the big fella himself, Mr. Carry the hell on, Kendrick Perkins. And your host, some call him Bronze Burgundy, and others call him a champion. <laughs> it's the one, the only, Richard <laughs> Jefferson! <laughs> Let's hear it for I your starting five. NBA Today starts now. Oh, what a fake from Draymond Green. Hey, my boys make major moves. They're the same ones that I came with I've been a payment Told you we nothing to play with Guess something's unchangeable Shot is good And a foul Dolan State at a 16-point lead in the first half Tatum finds some room All this time I'm on the grind Oh, I'm shining Nothing can stop me And the Celtics take the lead Poole gets it off in time Oh, he makes it in it's a 1 point game as we head to the
2: fourth over the course of the game we were in it. it felt like we just couldn't get over the hump
1: championship dna shows up when it's needed most run it up run it up, run
2: it up, run it up, run it up. nothing could stop me
3: Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. I'm Richard Jefferson in for Malika Andrews. And look, thanks for that wonderful introduction. And look, you know all of these, man. We got Vince Carter, JJ Redick, Kendrick Perkins, and Matt Barnes. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, we combined have played 82 seasons. Most of that's Vince. Over 5,000 games, and we've been a part of 11 finals teams. So we know just a little bit about what's going on here in the finals. And look, let's get to last night because I want our starting five to give us five Things that went down in San Francisco and JJ. Sadly, you'd probably be the point guard on this roster, so I'm going to let you go first.
4: <laughs> <laughs> My playmaking skills have always been lacking a little yeah. bit. <clears throat> what stood out to me was Andrew Wiggins. I think this was the most important game of his career, and he stepped up to the moment. It was the best game he's had. One of the things that he did really well last night was get in the paint. He had 20 paint points last night. Let's take a look at some of the actions that got him into the paint. One of the things that he did really well was attack when he had a mismatch. Here he gets Al Horford switched on to him. He has no hesitation. He gets downhill to his right hand, his strong hand, and gets the and one floater. All right, next play. This is a play that... The Celtics haven't done a lot of, they've never really switched or trapped this post-split. Steph sees it, makes a great pass, and this is a little Jordan-esque finish with the left hand for Wiggins between two defenders. And here Marcus Smart on him, Kevon Looney comes up and sets the screen, Derek White ends up on the wrong side of this. and. Wiggins is able to turn the corner, Mm. the lane parts like a Red Sea, Mm. and he gets the dunk. This was the aggressiveness that we often lacked and we we lamented when we saw Andrew Wiggins play in Minnesota. He has just found a perfect role for him, and he starred in that role, and he was super aggressive last night.
3: No I agree when I look at his rebounding like he has never had back-to-back double digit rebounding games. But what's crazy about that is like when you look at how they were getting out like out rebounded especially uh, you know in that paint it was it was imperative for me. When you look at the Golden State Warriors who can you get more rebounds from right Steph Draymond like he is the most athletic player Mm -hmm. maybe on the floor if we realize like him Jason Tatum but I think he was like hey look I'm just going to clean up the glass and I think it's really kind of started his offensive
5: have offensive rhythm over the last couple of games Perk what'd you see? The biggest thing that I saw is that the Golden State Warriors have the best culture in basketball. When you talk about plug and replace, it don't matter. Long as you have Steph, Draymond, and Clay Thompson, you could put any of those pieces around them. And I think Steve Kerr and his and his coaching staff has done a tremendous job of getting the best out of others. We look at Andrew Wiggins, who JJ Reddick just talked about, how important he was, not only in last night game, but in game four. He outplayed Jason Tatum in both of those games in my opinion. Then you look at Gary Payton II, his impact that he had. Arthur Porter Jr. being inserted into the, the starting role when he wasn't with Golden State, people were saying what? He was overpaid, things to that nature. They find a way to get the best out of their role players. They find a way to bring the dog out of the role players. And all of a sudden, you see a great brand of basketball from players that were with other organizations that you didn't see. So it's the culture. They have the best culture in basketball. All right. There's
3: not a lot. They're not a lot of arguments right there, especially the run has been on that. You're not one to shy away from saying, you know, what's on your mind? What did you see? <laughs> on what's mind. on your mind?
6: Uh, the reason why I picked Golden State in seven in this series was because of their experience. Uh, and he just listed a whole bunch of things with their experience. But these guys didn't pan. If You think about uh, Golden State has came out and dominated the third quarter uh, in these finals as Boston has dominated the fourth. It was a role reversal this uh, third quarter where they came out on a 10 nothing run Boston did to start and went on a 19-4 run to take the lead but instead of panicking or 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 getting bad shots they were able to calm the storm Jordan Poole hit a big buzzer beater to actually give them the lead going in the fourth quarter and I knew it was going to be smooth sailing after that so that their experience and then again their depth perk pointed on it scoring off the bench in and in pool what you expect and then Gary Payton Jr. playing both ends had a nice double digit game Clay was shooting the ball really well and then what can we say about Andrew Wiggins who's probably been the most consistent guy obviously out we don't want to overreact to one bad game for Clay or excuse me for Steph but who has been the most second most consistent guy for Golden State doing it
3: on both ends. Well and and that's what you when you get a guy like Wiggins when you get contributions from Poole, Gary Payton it allows for a star to have an off night like so Steph Curry didn't shoot you out of it. He just didn't make his normal shots and the reason why he didn't shoot you out of it is because he was able to take good shots because his teammates were contributing. Now. <clears throat> We're going to go to the oldest man on this panel. The man with the
2: most years in NBA history. Vince Carter, what did you see? Well, guys, what I saw is something that's been talked about for the last couple of days leading up to the game was the drop coverage and And JJ, I saw you on the other uh, the other show talking about the drop coverage, but I felt like in this drop coverage here, you see how they were retreating, retreating, retreating early to last game, game five, they they were stepping up, contesting some of those shots while the the contest was behind. And now you see Steph, who's great at passing, getting off the ball and double team, allowing other guys to get going. And that's how Draymond, I thought, was able to get going because he gets now driving lanes because of Steph. Getting two guys on the ball now they go and pass 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 open shots dumps, layups. The world was their oyster And I thought that was the difference in seeing other guys get going as opposed to allowing Steph to get his and not Allowing everybody else to have a decent game game five They have four guys who had very good games while Steph did not and I thought that was a big difference
4: Yeah, Vince a lot has been made of this drop coverage and it's important to note Mm -hmm. that basically through three games in Steph Curry pick and rolls against drop coverage they were scoring about 1.4 points per possession in the last two it's 0.76 they're doing a better job the reason they want to be in drop coverage is to take away points in the paint last night there was more blitzing more hedging that we haven't seen a ton of throughout this series and what happened Golden State got uh, Golden State got 50 points in the paint whereas in the previous four game they'd only averaged 32 points in the paint So again, Steph Curry having an impact, as Richard Jefferson said, just by playing the right brand of basketball
3: and, and understand right. this all like when you're in the postseason you're in the finals. You cannot give a great player the same coverage for 567 games. They'll figure it out. The team will figure it out. So I understand that Eme wants to drop it off. But then there's also going to be times where you don't want Steph to get comfortable. So the four or five six possessions you might jump up and hedge just to keep him guessing just to keep him searching perk. Yeah, but I mean
5: we keep talking about Golden State offense and rightfully so but they're not scoring a ton of points points like that like they was in the previous rounds uh, in this postseason. I want to talk about their defense, right? Looking at how they're playing boxes and elbows on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, making them feel uncomfortable. The whole time I'm watching Andrew Wiggins accepting the challenge of actually fighting up over the screens, getting into Jason Tatum. Even the shots that Jason Tatum did make last night, they were tough and contested. contested. And it was a few times that Andrew Wiggins actually got blocks on those shots. So I know we want to credit the, the the offense of the Golden State Warriors, but we cannot discredit what they bring on the defensive side of things.
3: Now, that's that's a good point. I want to talk about their defense because I think their defense is having an impact on Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is struggling to score in the paint, but understand that the Golden State Warriors were the number one defense until Draymond went out for two months and people thought he was a defensive player of the year and then the Boston Celtics took it over, but the Boston Celtics are playing against the best possible defense, but watch what Jason Tatum's doing here he's not going up as strong as possible and this is what Ime Adoka was telling him he's like hey look you're going off of one foot you got to go off of two you got to finish with more strength more power that is what you need this is what we talk about that is the strength that is the power that he needs look same plays same kind of idea you got LeBron James in front of you you got Andrew Wiggins and you're floating it around Jason Tatum has another gear and he has to find that gear but come on guys I think we're going to show some people what we're talking about. Come over here. We're going to come over to the court here for a second. Can I get a basketball? Because I want to show people the difference between going off of one and going off of two. Vince used to call me a crash test dummy. Can I see that ball right there?
6: Bro, I'm trying dude, to do it all. At least Perk got his game sweats on. Are those tearaways? Hey, thank are those tearaways? You, hey
5: thanks those you are, for losing my bag. Hey, those are I Dream Genies. Yeah, that's all good. Get about the way.
3: Perk, come over here. Perk, come over there. You be the big fella there. You come up here. One minute, one minute. You just stay right there. You're gonna go in the paint. Uh, so the difference <laughs> between a guy like Jason Tatum, when he's able to get past his first defender, if you go off of one, any bit of contact, any bit of any motion, you're trying to avoid the contact. But when you're able to go off two, and this is something that his coach was communicating, when you're able to go off of two, Probably. this is when you oh. see the forearm. Oh. This is where you see the forearm. This is when you see you're able to absorb ton more contact. When you're able to absorb more. Contact, contact that makes you a more physical player so for me that was the number one thing I saw with Jason Tatum because there's been so much made about his inability to finish and for a guy that athletic and that tall it's surprising well I
6: also wanted to point one thing out and his usage rate is only second to Steph Curry he's at 30% usage rate so he's been obviously doing a great mm-hmm. job on the defensive end too so we could just see some fatigue in Jason Tatum but right now there's no excuses you got to come out game six or go home.
3: Yeah, game six. So what do you think? Do
5: you think do you think that, that he's going to bring it yeah, to game six? I, I do. I, I picked the Celtics in seven. I think this series is going seven games. I think Boston is going to play with that fire. Listen, they has they've been in every single game, but they have to cut down on those unforced turnovers. I mean, you know the way that they play the game of basketball. I know Ime Udoka has to be smoking that loud pack watching the film. Okay, well, well I'm <laughs>
3: we're, we're not going. We're going to talk a little bit more about loud pack later, but still the cup. Matt and Perk on how the Celtics can salvage this series, and Matt's X factors. Look, I want to know what Perk's recipe is to fix this offense. Oh, uh, shut up! One guy was famous for saying it's over while this other guy went to Duke both of their segments will make us smarter allegedly and then on this day in Michael Jordan history this happened check it out we'll take a trip down memory lane and hey jazz fans it gets better it gets better NBA today is presented by hotels.com
1: find your perfect somewhere
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: No, we, we gotta be better. When our offense was stagnant. Tatum falling away,
6: air ball.
4: Our backs are against the wall. The Boston Celtics fall behind three games to two. And we gotta figure it out. There's, there's no tomorrow for us.
1: Draymond Green with a steal. That is not a play you make in the NBA Finals, period.
2: Another game, too many turnovers, and it costs us.
1: Lost
4: it again, another turnover for Boston, 18 of them.
2: We don't have no choices, just want to go home.
3: Now, the Celtics have already won three games this postseason when facing elimination, beating the Bucs by a combined 41 points in game six and seven of that series before winning game seven. And then the East Finals, if the Celtics were able to win these next two elimination games, they would join the 95 Rockets as the only teams to go 5-0 and when facing elimination in a single postseason. It is now time for our former Celtic champion get big perk over here to tell us what exactly Boston needs to do to avoid elimination in game six. Show it to us big fella. You know
5: what in this simple RJ look they just have to clean up a few little things and they can actually pull out this win number three the bench production. Where has Grant Williams been? Mm. Derrick White, Peyton Pritchard. Those are the guys that are coming in. We look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Both of those guys played 40 plus minutes because you're not getting bench production. Grant Williams, he has been very key throughout this entire postseason and has had zero impact thus far on these finals. At number two, pop it up here. Here we go. Communicate defensively. Too many breakdowns for the Celtics on the defensive side of things. You cannot do that against the Golden State Warriors. Why? They're going to make you pay. If we look at, I remember one play in particular. It was an out of bounds play, right? Marcus Smart let Gary Payton II go backdoor, get a wide, get a get wide open for a, a cut, and he had a reverse layup. Those are the things that cannot happen. Jordan Poole into the into uh, the uh, third Horror. quarter where he had that that buzzer beating. You can't. Those things can't happen. Number one. No sloppy turnovers, right? We heard the great, the legend Doris Burke on the call saying about the turnovers and things to that nature. You cannot have turnovers, unforced turnovers at that when you work so hard on the defensive side of things to get stops, It's like when you have Steph Curry go 0 for 9 and you're making him miss and you're getting stops. The worst thing in the world that you want offensively is to have sloppy turnovers. No hero ball. Hockey assists.
3: I don't think there's been one stat that has ever dictated a team's success like turnovers when they turn the ball over under 15 they win when they don't they lose and we're going to go from one champion to another one matt barnes i want to talk about the role players so i want you to go you know how we do this game right i want you to go from four to one on importance the most important role player here in game six you can start with number four and by the way why we got these guys up here with with somebody we got we got to reset this was this your number no so number number
6: four i have in perched perk tucks on them grand Williams who's had a solid playoff run who's been instrumental on both sides of the ball big scoring games to close out uh uh Milwaukee during their run he's only averaging four points and three rebounds on 33 percent shooting so they need something off the bench. Him and White have to step it up, but I'm looking at Grant Williams because he really does it on both ends uh, and gives them another big body. Number three, Al Horford, Mm. someone who came out the gates blazing, but since his opening game one 26 point game, he's only averaging seven and a half points and seven rebounds and they need more for him shooting the ball well, but just not really giving them that point production. And that was my question out the gate. That first game, a bunch of role players had huge games and they stole that game in Golden State. My question was, can they be consistent the rest of the playoffs? So they're going to need a big game from Al Horford. My number two might surprise you uh, because he is their best player, in my opinion. But I put Jason Tatum at number two. And to me, all he needs to do is cut down on his turnovers. 95 turnovers during this playoff run which might be some kind of record. I think, he's
3: pa- I think he might have just pass Braun.
6: Yeah, so I mean, Braun, he's Braun got a lot. Everywhere. He's been very sloppy with the ball, and this has been a huge learning experience for him. But if he can, can just get a shot instead of turning the ball over, he most likely will make it And my number one guy for them to avoid elimination. Is Jalen Brown who's been playing very well on both ends of the ball. I love when he attacks and gets to the basket. He can score at all three levels. A great finisher great off the mid range uh, pull up and off the spot shot and also get hot from three. So those are my four guys that need to step up huge And the one person you might not see on here is Marcus Smart, and I didn't put him on here because he's to me has been probably their most consistent guy, not their highest scoring guy, but their obviously most effective guy on defense and he's been at 16 points throughout this entire playoffs, and he's actually shooting 45% uh, uh, from the is it from the f- field field no yeah my bad, you got your nose. We got yeah, your nose I was there. Time. I was there, I was there, but Marcus Smart has been there. One consistent slimmer to how Andrew Wiggins has been for Golden State. So these are my four guys that got to step up, but it's going to take a complete effort.
3: But the reason why I like this is one. You have a young player that's been instrumental. You have an OG, right? You don't know if he's gonna make it to another finals, and then you got not only that not their two best players, but you have them in different orders right. because the way they have performed this postseason and look, here's what the odd makers see in this series entering game six. And the Warriors are a three, nine. 90 favorite, which is roughly equal to an 80% chance to win the series. And Steph is the heavy favorite for finals MVP at minus 380. We got JJ and Vince lined up. So after all of that amazing information, I want to know who you guys think will win game six and why. And Vince, I want you to lead us off.
2: Who do I think will win? Uh, I, I'm still going with go to state. I think they figured something out. They found some guys who are playing well in rhythm to take on the road to bottle up. Plus, this is a great opportunity. This is the moment for Steph to define and and show everybody I can carry a team to the the top of the mountain and win a championship on my back after coming off a bad game. Look for the Golden State Warriors to pull it off.
4: I am just going to be very consistent down the line as I've been for the last couple months. I think the Celtics are going to win game six. Do I No, but I'm going to pick them (laughs) because I'm not changing my pick mid-series but I I agree with Vince here. I I, like the, the Warriors have figured something out and one of the real disheartening things if I'm a Boston Celtic is the fact that Steph goes 0 for 9 from 3. And yet they're still able to win because as you guys mentioned the support of that of those role players like Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II. second I would be disheartened a little bit if I was the Celtics
3: well don't don't forget now in game one right Steph. Our Jason Tatum did not play well in game one and then Al Horford showed up, you know, Jalen Brown showed up. So like, yes, while while the Warriors might have figured something out getting those role players in, it still is going to take contributions from everyone. So that's why I think it's big to see who else is going to step up other than Steph other than clay. You're not in box, so you can't talk right now, but still to come on NBA today. We're taking you inside the mindset of a closeout game and our champs want to know who will win one. And I can't believe they're making me read this, but it's the debut of J.J. Makes Us Smarter, hosted by Duke's all-time leading scorer. Anyways, plus, nobody is tuning, turning the channel when I tell you this. We are running MJ's top playoff moments of all time because, you know what? Why not? NBA Today rolls on.
0: Head on me now,
4: must be 21 plus and present in present and select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: welcome back to NBA today
3: presented by hotels.com Welcome back to NBA Today presented by Hotels.com and since we're, you know, all players, let's look at some of the halftime stats. Uh, You know, look, I got a little halftime interview. Seven times JJ got annoyed Two Duke jokes by Richard. There's going to be more of those coming and zero times that Perk said carry on. But he didn't get his carry-on luggage here, so he's wearing sweats. We told him we weren't joking about it, but we're not good friends or coworkers. So, all right, I'm joined here with with Matt Barnes. Matt, Uh, what surprised you in that first 30 minutes of the show? No, I think we're very
6: solid. You know, outside of my fumble with Marcus Smart's shooting percentage, which is 41% from the three-point line in the finals, and Perk's outfit, I think we had a very (laughs) solid first half, and I'm I'm looking forward to the second half and closing it out.
3: All right, I'm looking forward to it, too. You know, I had a couple of stumbles there here, but let's bring in the star of the show, Kendrick Perkins. Now. So we got 30 minutes left to go on the show. What do you see that, that needs to be done in order for us to have a good 30 minutes?
5: Well, one, we need to be sitting our asses in the seats. This is not a workout uh, class. Okay? we walking all around. You got, the got your workout studio. clothes on, though. Yeah, but we're walking all around the damn studio. We're supposed to be sitting down talking about basketball. <laughs> so, you know, I got a little beef with Greg Forsaker and Mike Goldfarb about setting this up. And Kathy, you on my list as well.
3: Okay. Well, yes, we did not know that Perk was going to be wearing his MC Hammer pants, but look, <laughs> we're going to get through this. <laughs> it's fine. And look, let's get the second half started with Mr. Vince Carter in a little segment we like to call It's Over. The
2: bounce, he's going to catch it, put it between his legs, and dump it. Oh, it's, not... it's oh. over! It's over!
4: It's over. That's how you do it, right? Like this? It's over. Oh, my goodness! It is over!
3: As a reminder for everybody at home, the most famous dunk, the most famous dunk contest, Mr. Vince Carter with the it's over. So, V.C., at what point in time in game five did you know it was over?
2: Uh, I thought the fourth quarter about nine, nine and a half minutes when, um, you know, somebody slid, was cleaning up the floor, and they called it a flop, and some call it a push-up. Yeah, let's run the tape. You'll see what I'm talking about right here. Yeah, this, oh. So, Clay Thompson, yeah, Clay coming off, he has the option to shoot great defense. Now he has the option to either backdoor cut or dribble handoff. Well, he t- faked the backdoor handoff for the dribble. I'm so back to get the dribble handoff. There's your push. Some call it a push, some call it a flop, but you're leaving Clay Thompson wide open. The world is his oyster. He doesn't miss it. And you know what he's saying. You can't flop on me. My jumper's too automatic. And this is when the avalanche started. Here, Jordan Poole with the pull-up. Uh-oh. The avalanche is heading <laughs> down. Steph with the floater. It's on the way down to the bottom. And then, boom, we saw this. Wiggins with the big dime dunk. And this is when... It was time to close it out. Steph, there's a double team. Two on the ball. He gets rid of the ball. You see that guy in the corner wide open. Great pass by Kevon Looney. Yeah, nothing but net. Ladies and gentlemen, that's when I knew it was over and the, here's my guys, the sea lion. They all agreed. It's line it, it was over and then there was a random seagull in the background <laughs> also agreeing but trying to get up out of there as well. <laughs> I,
3: you know, I look I look. So this series might be over on Thursday night and we have played in our fair share of these types of games. So let's peel back the curtain for everyone at home and I don't know what that last little segment part was that that we showed on the clips, but Vince, can you explain what it is like to be a part of a team with their back
4: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: So I've been on a team. Matter of fact, I was with Matt. Matt, we were in Orlando. We were Mm -hmm. playing against Perk. Yeah, that's right. NJJ against uh, Perk over there in the Celtics. And we were in game six on the road. And and when you're on the road as the, the team that's trying to fight back and save your season, you have to hit first. You have to take... The crowd out of it because once that crowd gets into it, it's just a different game. Play your role and no hero ball. When you're on the other side, it's uh, it's assassinate. It's hit first. It's take those guys out, take all the life from them. And you know, being on both sides of the ball, that's just the approach. Point blank, period. So we see Golden State going into this game here. Take the crowd out of it. Establish your, your dominance early, and the series can be over. But if you allow any confidence by the Boston Celtics, it's a different game.
6: On the, flip, uh, you know, but on the Golden State side, and I'm not even going to pretend like I made this up, I actually heard Draymond Green say it, but I was already saying it. He said, you know, these guys' mindset going onto the plane is a business trip. Bring your hard hat. Let me tuck yes. my collar in real quick. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <look> <laughs> right on you guys got to be keeping I look, I look, I look. Hey, Listen, you're still you're not good. the worst I mean, dressed
3: person here, so, it's okay, so you're fine. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, but if, from the
6: jump, you know, <laughs> when you get on that plane, it's time to go win. And you remember Steph uh, elegantly saying, you know, when they were able to win in 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 Cleveland, when they won their first championship in the following year, Steph said he still smelled the champagne in the locker room. That's the kind of mindset these guys are taking into Boston. You never know what can happen in a game seven. You want to go to Boston with the close that mentality, a hostile environment. The role players are going to be playing better. Game six, Clay is on the plane with you. Uh, They're going to close this game Mm -hmm. out and coming back to San Francisco as NBA champions
3: perk what do you got I want to know you've been a part of you know five NBA finals teams you've closed out plenty of people what is it your mindset when you look at you can pick either side either the team that's trying to fight back or the team that's trying to put them down
5: well I'm actually pick both and when I when I say I pick both I'm gonna combine the two together this is not a game six this is a game seven for both sides when you look at Golden state Matt Barnes just alluded to it, that you don't want to go into a game seven. So basically you want to walk into the Boston Garden saying this is a win a win or go home situation for me. That's the mindset that you want to have. But then on the flip side of things, if you're the Boston Celtics, you already know that this is your game seven because if you lose, you'll go home anyway. The thing about the Boston Celtics that I feel, I feel like we all have to realize is that They were down 3-2 against the defending champs. Mm -hmm. They went into Milwaukee and got a game six on the road and then came back into game seven and closed it out. They fumbled the bag. They fumbled the bag in the Eastern Conference Finals, lost to Game 6, went on the road, and closed out of Game 7. So I would never count this this team out. I think they're going to win Game 6. I had this series going 7. I gave the nod to the Boston Celtics. Obviously, I'm being a homer because I'm I'm thriving on the defense side. Thank you for side. finally you saying, the saying the truth, it, bro. Yeah, that's cool. That's okay. cool. Yeah, I, I mean, that's cool. But usually when you pick like a team to go 7 games, that means really you're torn between the two. It's really like a pick I I feel that way. So I just want to see some great basketball. I hope it goes seven games.
4: You you guys have touched on a lot of the points. Um, And and I've played in elimination games on both sides of it. I've I've won games facing elimination, and I've lost opportunities to close teams out. Matt and I were on the Clippers team in 2015 that had a 3-1 lead against the Rockets, and we ended up losing the series. I've been on both sides of this, and I understand the mentality and and what you guys are talking about. You know, the one thing I would say about closing out a team in general, the further you go in the playoffs, the more difficult it becomes to close a team out. Not right. only, not only because the teams get better, but because the stakes are different. You think about, we've all been in this situation mm-hmm. You're on a team in the first round. You, you, you've got three losses. You're making plans to go to Turks and Caicos. I've been on teams that did that. You you start advancing in the playoffs, and all of a sudden you can start you can start seeing that prize. You can see start seeing the conference finals. You can start seeing a finals berth. And now with where the Celtics are, they are two games away from an NBA championship. So the sense of desperation, the urgency, the desire to continue this series is going to be at an all-time high.
3: No, it's going to be an all time. high, And I like to tell people, like, you want to keep your rhythm. You want to do whatever you did, you know, that's gotten you to this point. This is not a time like you're facing elimination. And Perk brought up a great point. This is a team that has won two game sevens. You've won two game sevens against, the, you know, the Miami Heat. You've won it against the Milwaukee Bucks and defending champion. And Giannis was going on and doing just putting out ridiculous numbers. And this young team with not a ton of experience outside of their conference, like they figured out a way to push themselves always there but this is one thing that i want people to understand the boston garden is Mm -hmm. the hardest place to play in the nba Mm -hmm. it is one of the hardest like it's one of the hardest venues to play in all of sports in america this is title town this is what they do they are ready right now they are waiting outside of restaurants and bars and they want to get themselves into that space right now this is not they're not new to this there are five six generations of Boston Celtics fans that have all experienced winning and they feel like this is their opportunity so it is not going to be easy but when we return on NBA today we find out how Kobe Bryant is still inspiring legendary Diana Taurasi to this day that story is next stay tuned ESPN's 50-50 initiative is honoring the first 50 years of Title IX and the women moving the world forward. Today, we honor the GOAT, Diana Taurasi. Growing up in Chino, California, Taurasi has made her mark on women's basketball like no one else. Here is Vanessa Bryant with more.
1: Have you ever seen anyone more complete than Taurasi? One of the all-time greats in this league.
7: The WNBA didn't exist when Diana Taurasi was a young girl, so she aspired to be a Laker. But just 10 days after she turned 15, the WNBA debuted in June of 1997 at the Great Western Forum, then home to her beloved Lakers.
0: The latest chapter in the history of women's sports, the WNBA.
7: And a new goal was born.
1: Diana Taurasi, the All-American, all American.
7: Thing. It took her across the country to stores, Connecticut, to play for a program and a coach who insisted that the hard road to excellence was the only one we're traveling.
1: Connecticut has won the national championship
7: again. Diana won three national championships with Gina Ariyama at UConn and did it with a bravado and flair that made people enjoy the show without fully realizing how much sweat and toil went into it. Diana
1: Tarassi
7: will go out on top. Even then, the Mamba mentality drove her to consistently put in the work during practice in empty gyms so she could shine brighter when the lights came on. Diana was a number one draft pick in 2004, headed to a Phoenix Mercury team that needed an identity.
1: The Phoenix Mercury are your WNBA champions.
7: Three WNBA titles, five Olympic gold medals, and six Euroleague championships later, Diana has scored more points than anyone in WNBA history. Tarasi, for
1: the record! Diana Tarassi coming through in the clutch to the best team in history! Ah!
5: She came up to me and she said, I'm the white mama. I said, Yes, you are. She has every bit of the temperament. <laughs>
7: ah! Kobe called you the White Mamba for a reason. You're a stone cold killer on the court, who is fiercely competitive, and you changed the game for everyone. Tu ejemplo para luchar adelante es increíble. Tú eres una inspiración y fuerza para todos. El deporte ha mejorado por ti y por tu legado. Diana ends every workout the same way, with a game winner from Kobe. Three dribbles going right, left foot plant, pivot, fade away. I never wanted to be or talked about or worked every single day to be the best player in the world. I just try to be the best basketball player that day. Diana has followed the inspiration of youth to basketball immortality, a journey that she might say was done the Mamba way, leaving her own legacy as a WNBA pioneer.
3: And tonight you can see Diana Taurasi in the Mercury take on the Mystics in the first game of our WNBA doubleheader at 7 Eastern. Then Brianna Stewart, Stewie and the Storm square off against the Lynx. Now to a piece of news involving Montrez Herald The Charlotte Hornets forward is facing felony drug charges after authorities said that they found vacuum sealed bags of marijuana in his car during a traffic stop in Kentucky. A preliminary hearing is scheduled for July 13th. We'll continue to monitor this story. And still to come, what a journey for Andrew Wiggins, drafted in Cleveland, coming up in Minnesota and now thriving on the dubs. His journey is discussed next. It's time for today's Style Watch brought to you by Hennessy. Let's check out some of the best fits from last night. Anybody, anybody, sta- is that a, Was does it look like a Dalmatian? What was, what was Chioza wearing? <laughs> oh, Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead, were playing up in San Francisco. Maybe Jordan Poole is going there. Who is that on? Who is that on? What's the name? Shirt on oh. the, um, shirt. Steph looked clean though. No? Yes, yeah, Steph's wife made him wear that shirt. Oh, little Ivy looking yeah. just like her mom. More fits will be on display at Game Six of the Finals Thursday night at 9 <laughs> Eastern, You're 6 like Pacific on ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Radio coverage. Tips with NBA Countdown at 8:30. Alright, so now is time for someone's favorite segment and look, I don't know we've never done this segment before, but this segment is called JJ makes you guys smarter because I refuse to say he'll make us smarter and I don't know which one of our producers made this segment up. Either way, it's time for you to make them smarter about the game of basketball. Take us inside the storyline that you think is dictating this series JJ.
4: I don't don't want to undersell this segment, but if you're coming to me to make you smarter, I feel sorry for you. I don't (laughs) want to undersell it. I don't want to undersell it. That's fair. No, we've talked about turnovers a ton as it relates to the Boston Celtics throughout this playoffs, and specifically... In this series but not all turnovers are created equal there's dead ball turnovers right a double dribble a travel Jason Tatum airmailing a pass to Marcus Smart in the corner into the fifth row of the stands but then there's live ball turnovers and this has been one of the key differences in the series the Golden State Warriors have forced 45 live ball turnovers leading to 66 points the Boston Celtics have only forced 27 live ball turnovers that have led to 42 points what's the overall difference in points uh, off turnovers for the series it's 24 that's all based on that difference in live ball turnovers you can't get matched up You're you're going to be at a disadvantage because it's usually going to be four on three or five on four and you're just in scramble mode and the Golden State Warriors are so good at creating scoring opportunities off of these live ball turnovers and this is the key barometer for the Celtics when they turn the ball over they lose when they can hold it under 15 turnovers a game they win but those live ball turnovers and a lot of that is from that second defender RJ that's what we talked about earlier in the show when Tatum gets a switch onto Curry or to Poole They're bringing over a second defender early before he even gets into a shot package when he's in the post against Curry. They're bringing a second defender. He's got to have better awareness about where that second defender is, as does Jalen
3: Brown, and just make the right play and shift the defense. Yeah, and they've been getting such great contributions from their teammates that it's like, sometimes it's just the easy pass. We saw Al Horford. We've seen so many different guys contribute over the course of this entire postseason, but I don't think there's been very many times where we can look at one statistic and say if you do this or don't do this, you can win an NBA championship and look. Somebody that has caused a good amount of those Celtic turnovers is Andrew Wiggins. Let's take a look at Wiggins path from when he entered into this league to his career night in game four. When he entered into this league as the hype number one overall pick and immediately traded to Minnesota in that Kevin Love deal. Thank you, Minnesota. He signed a rookie Max extension of three years into his Minnesota Timberwolves tenure, scoring plenty of points, but not winning many games and then was dealt to Golden State for D'Angelo Russell. What is the biggest reason that Wiggins has been able to thrive in this role in this series? That's the question, and I think Draymond Green alluded to that. He said sometimes organizations, they can kind of hamstring a player, and you can judge a player off his <coughs> wins and losses based on uh, based off of how an individual really can contribute to an organization. For me, I look at Andrew Wiggins and I look at different teams across this across our beautiful league and say there are certain teams that if you show up to San Antonio, Toronto, uh, Denver, there are a ton of teams that if you, sh- if you show up to you can really have a good career and you will get a great base and there's other organizations. Let's say, like the Sacramento Kings, who just fired their, fired their winningest <laughs> coach over the past 15 years with the highest winning percentage, they just let him go. Although I do think Mike Brown's gonna do a good job. But for me, I just think that there are certain organizations that when you start off there, you get a good foundation, and when you don't, Anything can happen. I want to thank J.J. and Vince for joining us on our little players-only moment, and I promised I wasn't going to say that. But, yeah, welcome, and I appreciate you guys. And still to come on NBA Today, we've been teasing it all show. It's MJ's top playoff moments of all time. Find out why we're doing that next. It was going to be a bigger segment. They just told me to go to break.
1: NBA Today is presented by Hotels.com. Find your perfect somewhere. And in part by Hennessy, the spirit of the NBA. Please drink responsibly. Malone is double. They swat out and steal it. Michael never clears, so Malone doesn't see him. He comes from the blind side and strips him. Seconds from Gate 7. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. If that's the last image of Michael Jordan, how magnificent is it?
3: It was 24 years ago that MJ broke the hearts of jazz fans everywhere in for his sixth NBA championship. So we're counting down his best ever playoff highlights because you know what? It's MJ and that's what we do. And let's watch this. Bill Lambeer was about to decapitate him and then MJ. But my favorite part is when you look at the bench. My favorite thing is looking at highlights is looking at the oh. other team's bench. Watch their bench. They jump back like, oh, watch this, watch this. They're going to give you a real opinion. Like, ooh, ooh. No, like, (laughs) you're not going to win that series if your bench is a fan, too. But, you know, look, that's what MJ does. For me, that's what we look at. Now this one, the Elo it's grainy it's in standard de- that's what that's probably that before d is definition. that d or yeah hd There's no hd that's not even d? hd that's uh. not even standard definition yeah. that was, that is, <laughs> yeah, is whatever that picture is that's beautiful Tough. uh craig elo mm. i you know look bill buckner craig elo they all have places in our hearts but look mj again <laughs> uh. over pat this is what we talked uh. about going off of two this is what you do when you go off of two jt Got E-Wing. j2 when we talking about going off of two that's what it is you get more force now we're not telling to be MJ, but the one-two, it gives you so much more strength, and a lot of us learned it from watching MJ do it. Ooh, Best here. ever. That was mad at somebody. All right, now our last playoff moment, or maybe not. Oh, what was he doing? Oh, he got the steal. Got him. Oh, who is this? One, two, three, four. But MJ didn't care. Does MJ matter? Yeah, MJ was the first one that was just like, look, one on five, let's go. Two-hand
5: dunk. It was like a He's, cone drill.
3: Yeah, a cone yeah. drill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and look, we got our stats for the show. <laughs> Matt's collar, worst performance of the season. Her <laughs> oh, sweatpants, second worst of the season. My second best job at hosting this year first is Malika, obviously. i uh, then been times we forgot J.J. Reddick played with him on the Magic uh, one time.
5: You yeah, forgot him. Yeah, so I, I'm Kendra Perkins here, okay. and I'm interviewing the star Ooh, of the show, it was Richard, <laughs> it was Richard tough, Jefferson himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he brought out his Sunday's best. How do you feel today, and I Jeff? feel
3: good, man. It was probably my best yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, We were excited, bro. We were excited. You know, my guys, they yeah. always been showing me a lot of love. Malika, we miss you. We'll see you in game six, man. <laughs> Woo! God, man, God.